This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a podcast about Vanderpump rules and so much more. I'm Rob Schulte, and today I have an incredible guest. Welcome to the podcast, host of Fluently Forward, it's Shannon McNamara. Hi, Shannon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's terrific. I'm having a terrific year. Um, everything oh, is That's on. good. I love that. You know, it is what it is. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having, I'm weirdly, I've just been so excited that it's fall. There's something about crisp weather that makes me feel like everything in the world is right. It's that back to school feeling of newness. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. This is my first fall on the West Coast. So I'm mm. getting used to not as much uh, foliage change, but yeah, uh, it's I know. that time of year. And I still, I still, uh, as when the lattes come out. I, I, I get in that yes. mood, you know. They really do. Thanks to like consumerism, they can really make it feel like anywhere at any time with the Starbucks menu and some songs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, transport me. And I'm not terrified at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I recently became a subscriber to your podcast, Fluently Forward, which is... You got good taste. An excellent show. <laughs> really have a fun time learning about all of the celebrities and maybe some things I don't want to learn about, but still (laughs) salivate to know more. Uh, It's great. Uh, Towards the end of the episode, I want the full plug. I want the sell. I want everyone to know about it. But right up top, can you give me that elevator pitch for Fluently Forward? Yeah, I would say Fluently Forward. It's a podcast. We cover... um you know, entertainment news, but we kind of take a look at the blind items and more of like the what could be what's going on under the surface. And we usually take it TV show by TV show, which is why I'm so excited to dive into Vanderpump Rules today. But sometimes, you know, a solo celeb or kind of like a wacky conspiracy theory will slip in there. So it it touches everything. It's great. Um, So as you said, this is a Vanderpump Rules podcast, and I have selected a Vanderpump Rules episode for you to watch for your first ever excursion into this uh, world of West Hollywood. But I would like to know, like, in terms of reality TV, like, what's your experience? Is did, Were you raised on game shows? Are you a Bachelor <laughs> fan? Like, do you avoid it at all costs? Where are you at with reality? Yeah, I'd say reality TV shows are kind of my blind spot. I actually grew up in a very much no TV household. So there's so much stuff that I just feel like I'm far behind on. And I've seen a few episodes of The Bachelor. But I know people love Vanderpump Rules because I've gotten so many people asking for a Vanderpump Rules episode on blind items. Um And, you know, I remember I went to YouTube and I was like Vanderpump Rules compilation to try to get a feel for the show. I didn't know anything about it. And it was just people at a bar screaming at each other. And I was like, huh. And then I think I saw how many people are in it and how many seasons. So I was just like, I don't know if I'll ever watch this because it's a behemoth. It's daunting for sure. And I've said this on the podcast before, but, you know, I had my stereotypical, you know, 
dude response to being like, I don't care about reality TV. I don't, you know, years ago and uh, ev- everything's Kardashian or whatever. And then I realized my ignorance. And once I got into Vanderpump Rules, I was like, well, maybe there's a little bit more to some of these shows. And uh, maybe I was just closing a door on something. And then I got sucked in completely. Yeah, well, what what gravitated you towards this show versus other reality shows? Well, my partner, referred to on this podcast as Mrs. Columbo, she <laughs> was in the middle of, I think it was season five, doesn't really matter, but both of the Toms were working on their bar. At the time, it wasn't open yet. It is now open and has been open for years. It's called Tom Tom. And... <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, And I had worked in the bar industry in college. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And I had watched many an episode of Bar Rescue with my father growing up. And I was was like, well, this is less angry than Bar Rescue. And these guys seem fun. But then she would be like, oh, this is boring. I'm going to fast forward to this next scene with this. Well, isn't it such a mess? I feel like every guy wants to own a bar and every girl (laughs) wants to open up a cafe, you know? Like there's just something in us that's like, this would be the dream. (laughs) Yeah, and it was one of those things where it's like, well, I'll just go back and rewatch this episode to catch the things I missed or I'll start the season at the beginning. And then it was like, oh, wait, no, I need to know all about the interpersonal dynamics. I must... (laughs) I must dive in, and mm-hmm. uh, I started from the beginning and never looked back. And then by about season two, I was I was on tour with a podcast called The Greatest Generation, which was a Star Trek rewatch podcast, oh. and I used to help produce that show, and I was like, one of those hosts loved Vanderpump Rules as well, and always called me Robs, and I said... Well, you know, if I ever do a rewatch of Vanderpump Rules, it has to be called Vanderpump Robs. And he goes, <laughs> you absolutely need to start that show whenever we get home from tour. Yes. So, it's all history there. By the way, what's it like to go on a podcast tour? Um, now, of course, this was pre-pandemic, but it was honestly a lot of fun. This yeah. particular tour was not like rock concert tour <laughs> bus. It was... We have a, a a show every weekend, and we fly to the destination, have a really nice meal for ourselves, go to the show, and fly home. And Ooh, so, sounds fun. It's fun but tiring. And it mm-hmm. luckily everyone was a joy to meet. There was not too many uh, rowdy Star Trek fans at our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to see that. <laughs> now, uh, you brought up earlier when you were talking about fluently forward that you know there's a lot of focus on blind items on the Mm -hmm. podcast and you know just in case people are unaware um, could you just briefly describe what that means in the parlance of the podcast yeah so basically there's there's a world of kind of tabloid gossip that talks about rumors about celebrities and it's kind of considered like the open secrets of Hollywood, where if you're in the scene, you would know what's up. But if you're, you know, someone, I don't know, like me growing up in Jersey, you would have no idea what's going on. And these are different pieces of gossip that are kind of coded in these different riddles. So maybe it's so that way you don't get sued or because you don't, you know, 
it's a rumor, not a fact, but people will say something like, you know, this Canadian born A-list pop star was cheating on his model wife with a singer. And then people will put it together and say, oh, my God, was Justin Bieber cheating on Haley with Selena? And um, I would say that depending on the website, they kind of have like a 60 percent chance of coming true. And it's revealed a lot of crazy stuff over the years before it hit the mainstream, especially some dark stuff like Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein was on there for years. And even just um, rumors of celebrities, you know, getting divorced, doing drugs, cheating, I don't know, making out with each other at the Met Gala, all of it's on there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really spans the gamut from terrifying to hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it does. It, and it causes for a lot of conversation, I mm-hmm. should say. So you have found a few blind items that we'll get to later on today's episode mm-hmm. uh, about some Vanderpump Rules cast members or the like. It's going to be a surprise to me, audience, as well. So we'll get there. But first... Uh, I want to talk about the episode. I hate calling it an assignment because it was, I'm sure, such a joy to watch. But Best uh, homework I ever had. It actually made me want to do extra credit. I was like, I should keep going and finish the entire season. A plus, A plus, you've passed. You know, sometimes I'll bring on a guest and I they'll ask for an episode or they'll say, my friends told me I need to watch this episode. And sometimes it'll just be like, hey, choose for me. So when it is my choice, like today's episode, I like to find something that really shines for at least specific characters, kind of a turning point or something that will like lead to larger things down the line. And today we chose... Season 5, Episode 5, Cold Feet. Now, Mm. Shannon, I'm going to read the online description of this episode, and maybe people will understand why I chose this episode. Okay. Now, it goes like this. Katie and Schwartz take a trip to scout their wedding venue, but when Schwartz shows signs of cold feet, Katie hits him below the belt. Meanwhile, Tom Sandoval takes Ariana on a romantic date, but discovers that he wants marriage and kids more than she does. Later, Sheena learns a scandalous rumor about Lala, while Lala learns two scandalous rumors about James. Finally, Lisa advises Katie to mend her relationship with Tom Schwartz before their wedding. Always great advice to mend your relationships before the wedding. Yeah, I feel like that has a pretty good success rate. You know, that's what priests say you're supposed to do and stuff. Yeah, generally, you know, don't sweep it under the rug. But hey, (laughs) I'm no marriage counselor. Um, Now, in this episode, there's we kind of hit on the finer points in that perfectly succinct uh, episode description. But I got to know for you. Blind items aside, any sort of gossip that you might have heard through anyone else, was there anything that jumped out to you in this episode? Hi, Craig here from the Bachelor Masters podcast. Do you watch the Bachelor shows ironically, like we do? Do you think critically about the socio-political ramifications of what occurs in the shows, like we do? If so, we're the podcast for you. We, the Bachelor Masters, combine deep dives into the show's problems with jokes and even some sound effects Uh to deliver what we think is a well-rounded podcast you'll enjoy after every episode. So give us a listen, as ironically as you want, on your favorite podcast app. That's The Bachelor Masters, a bridge burner podcast. 
Do you prefer your podcast to have solo narrators to two people telling private jokes? Are you looking for a podcast that is about true crimes and unsolved mysteries and not, I repeat, not two friends hanging out and rambling about nonsense? Do you like podcasts that stay on topic 100% of the time? If you answered yes to these questions and reenacted an Unsolved Mysteries podcast, it's not for you or the folks that left us those one-star reviews. We are just two pals who love the 1990s show Unsolved Mysteries and have no interest in actually solving mysteries from the episodes we watch and recap. Come get spooked with me, Robert, and my friend and relatively normal woman, Crystal, every two weeks as we talk stack, ghosts, UFOs, food, and occasionally crime on Reenacted and Unsolved Mysteries podcast. Was there anything that jumped out to you in this episode? Well, I think what jumped out to me, first of all, I was so surprised that there were two Toms because I think so much of reality TV kind of gets, you know, you hear of people, they shoot in their house, but it's really a stage house and things like that. I just found myself wondering, why didn't they nickname the other guy? You know, yeah. why why didn't they do something like that? Um, but it was interesting. I mean, everyone was so attractive, obviously. The drama was so delicious. Oh, man. And I just found it really interesting, too, the setup of them working in this bar and restaurant and how Lisa is kind of this. I thought she was fantastic walking around and everybody kind of admires her, but she also kind of knows what's going on. But she probably wants a little bit of the drama, but not too much. I thought the whole thing was such an interesting dynamic. Yeah, it really is put together well. And the fact that this is season five, you would think like, where did they find the special sauce? You know, when did it become so seamless and and so easy to bring it out? Season one. Like (laughs) I am, and of course I'm a huge fan. Season one is a half season, but they got all of it jammed in there. Season two is when it's like, this show has legs. Like, this show could go forever. And by season five, it's, you know, I'm I'm not talking out of school here. I I think that it really feels like they were like, we just wind the tops and let them go. Because everyone I've spoken with, anyone that has even the remotely smallest job as a PA once on a reality show somewhere said this is as real as it possibly gets wow they put people in rooms they you know say we're filming here today we're filming there today we're doing this but you just can't make some of this up now does that mean the people within the show don't make themselves look better however quote better in certain ways or worse or add to the drama of the scenarios because they know they're making a TV show? Mm, Probably. Yeah. But <laughs> there was one scene I think where Tom and Ariana were getting dinner and they went you know, I think Ariana's brother was staying with them or something and they were looking at each other at dinner going, it's so nice to just get away and have this dinner and this night to ourselves and I'm thinking there's what four cameramen around you, yeah. you know? Like there's certain moments where you're like, oh, it's nice that they're saying that, but like you, yeah. sometimes with reality shows, you zoom out and you're just like, okay, now imagine how close the boom mic is to them yeah. when she says that sentence. And, and like how there's absolutely no one sitting around them in that section of the restaurant. Like we're really just getting out for date night. And it's like hundred percent. Hop on the pegs of my bicycle. Yes, my go. bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How long did they do that for? I was like, wait, he doesn't have a car? You'll have to watch season two. Okay. But uh, but yeah, there's this this idea of like almost playing up the scenarios too. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, okay, we could call Lyft, we could call an Uber, but you know, what if I just take you on my bike because that's funnier <laughs> for TV, you know? Like that's sillier for this moment. And it that's was. what I talk, you know, when I think about like, yeah, it's real, but like, they know they're going to be filmed, so why not make it a little extra? And side note, Tom Sandoval is now in a cover band called Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. So if that gives you <laughs> an idea. Um, there's another thing I kind of think we should start off with here, and that's how the episode starts with Schwartz and Katie like scouting their wedding destination. Yes. And tell me if you got this vibe. And He's gay. Is he gay? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I haven't heard any rumors on that. Maybe we'll find out later in this episode. But um, <laughs> what I see is like, and the, the overall argument is that their relationship is almost a sunk cost fallacy relationship mm, where they've, yes. they have been together forever and only recently broke up. Uh, I saw as of that this recording. on Reddit and they've been yes. together for like what 12 years or something. Yes. And it is you, everyone says it at the times of the episode like he's just not as into you or you're uh just wanting to get married or whatever the you know stereotypical things are but did you feel like it was really quick cuts and that like although they're saying these things it felt so edited to like make it look a certain, make them both look not perfect. Yeah, there's moments too, I think in reality shows where you can tell if something's edited or not. And the, you know, you could tell that some of her glances didn't come exactly after he said something or the montage, they basically had a, it wasn't even a scene. It was just a compilation of him saying, I've got cold feet, lukewarm feet, little tiny tingly frostbitey feet. And you're like, well, <laughs> no, that's not a sentence. So there's no way that he <laughs> yeah. said all of that. At the same time, and also, like you said, with sunken cost fallacy or, you know, that theory of the frog in the boiling pot of water. If somebody said to you five times in two minutes, I have cold feet, you would freak out about it. But if they say it five times over two hours, you probably won't. So I think it's one of those situations where you watch it and you go, Katie, you idiot. Why didn't you notice this? But when you're on the tour with him, you're probably like, yeah, you know, he slipped in a few times. But he also said how he was excited about 10 things and they didn't include that in it. So it's always hard to tell, you know, like what what is reality in the reality TV show? Absolutely. I, I like looking at the shows as if it's presented exactly as it is because how how can I speculate on anything else? I mean, that's part of the joy, I guess, of why people watch these shows. But to say definitively, like, this guy doesn't get it or this woman is, you know, going down the wrong path. Like, you have no idea that this three-hour meeting in the mountains dwindled and edited down to 10 minutes. Like, you have no idea what that actually happened. Like, Telling her, hey, this is what the table setup looks like. And she's like, I don't want stumps on my tables. Like, okay, so we had to find one thing to make it look awkward here. But you loved everything else they provided. Yes. Well, do you ever think like if you were, I think this all the time, if you were thrown into a reality TV show and things were edited, what kind of genre of a character do you think you would be portrayed as? Great question. 
and obviously it would be the perfect hero that everyone <laughs> loves. No, I I do think that like I am a passionate person. I am boisterous. I talk. I I like to in my youth, I loved being the center of attention, but as I've grown older, I realize I'm more of like a extroverted introvert is I think what they call it. Like yeah. I need that time to recharge. So I feel like if I were to be on a show, I would get smashed cut between like, he's party animal. And then also he doesn't want to hang out with us at all. What a jerk, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Do you think you could survive that world or how they would paint you? Um, or would they you be painted accurately? I mean, God, I hope that I would. But I think I definitely say things that are really out of pocket sometimes. And sometimes I go dark and say things pretty off the wall. So I think they would be like, this is the conspiracy theory nut job who like <laughs> we're going to bring in after she's had six drinks. And then we're going to show her a picture of Atlantis and just like get things going and like clip it. And I'd probably give them some juicy content, but, you know, come away looking like an idiot. <laughs> But you know what I would say, um, Ariana, in this episode, at least, I was like, she seems so level headed and cool. And everything she was saying to people, I was like, she might be my I don't know if I'd say my favorite because I always like someone messy. But I mean, I was like, this girl's got her head screwed on straight. Absolutely. I have felt that way since the show began or since okay. she became a character. I'm glad uh, to hear that. Is she, how's she doing today? Not bad. Yeah, um, good for I her. think that her. There were some moments in season nine that may not have been painted in the brightest light, but you can also like, once you get so deep into the world, you can be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'd be annoyed by that too. And I'd probably respond that way as well. <laughs> 100%. I'm like, yeah, I'd slap a DJ if he was being yeah. annoying while I was trying to serve drinks. You know, it's like, what? Would I really? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I never have, but I could see it being yeah. in the realm of possibilities. <laughs> Completely. So- a couple other things I just wanted to get to real quick, and because I think the Katie Schwartz thing is the the umbrella, the huge thing that's happening here. Mm -hmm. They also get into a fight that's pretty much the ripple effect of what happened at the mountains when they're test driving cars for Lisa Vanderpump to buy. Must be and nice, yeah. They say some <laughs> hurtful things to one another, but also that's just... It's just we're not at the end of it yet. So I think we know where that's going. Um, well, could I also say, I mean, I was team Katie the entire time. Like, maybe that was a little bit sure. She no, did I, wanted, say, I, would, I would like to hear this. Because, sure. yeah, I mean, she did say a little joke at the end about his dick not working or something. But he made so many digs and she was like, hey, that's a sensitive topic for me. And he immediately got defensive, immediately said that she was being emotional. And she was like, I'm not. I You said something. I told you it upset me. Isn't that how normal communication works? I thought she was being very level headed about it. And I could tell you, I would have ran us off the road if he had been saying that stuff to me about our wedding. I would have been like, here we go. I'm going to drive us into a wall and kill you. <laughs> I think that is extremely, well, you know what? I think it's extremely important for me to hear as well as our <laughs> audience to hear because as I've stated, I get so wrapped up in the things I already know that mm. when rewatching this, you know, they both are making terrible decisions, but also Schwartz he is uncanny for deflecting, being defensive and never being the problem in his mind, yeah. you know, like, Trying to say things like, you know, I only did this because you did this. It's like, well, that 
that's not healthy either. And that's not what, that's not going to solve any problems. Well, it was also too, he could, he knew what he was doing, right? So when they tour the wedding venue, he's making all of these jokes. She's giving looks about it. Then they're in the car. He makes another joke. Her smile fades and he goes, oh, wow, like the energy is really out of here, isn't it? So he knows that she's already upset. And then he keeps pushing and poking her even more. So it's just like, you're not being a good person at that point. I feel like any good cut from, you know, good quality cloth boyfriend, if he said a joke and the girlfriend's smiles faded, he would probably be like, okay, mental note, I'm not going to do that. Instead, Tom was like, cool. So how about we don't get married because it's too expensive? Oh my God. So rude. uh, And after you've done uh, so much leading up to this, you know, how long had they been dating for before this happened? I think this is six years that My they've been God, dating. Wow. And there's been so much like so much like will they won't they in terms of like him just even proposing. Because she has been very clear that like, yeah. you know, after this amount of time it's like I am looking for marriage and I enjoy being with you. At one point in time, he gives her a promise ring. As thirty year old adults. You know? Oh, no. And did he say the reason was he just like, I'm not sure if she's the one or I don't marriage is a societal thing? Like what type of non-marriage believer? Nothing near that smart or even like like no reason. Crafty. Just he's not, you know, know, commitment, uh, even though you're in a relationship for six years. You've just been practicing commitment for the last six. So you've been in it. What do you mean you're scared of it? You've been doing it. (laughs) And. He hasn't been the most committed in previous seasons. So, I could see that. I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so quickly, we should just go through a little bit here about Lala and James, because that's kind of the counterbalance to this episode. Yes. Um, Lala, it's come out lately that she had just recently got divorced from film producer Randall Emmett, um, known for movies like Gaudy. Uh, which I believe still has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, he and the 50 Cent Scandal, uh, if you've covered that or heard of that. Well, when I was pulling some blind items, I saw it. So I was like, oh, interesting. Yes. Um, she swears up and down for almost two whole seasons that she is not dating a married man. She wouldn't. He's not married. But one thing... I want to inform you of is that the big arguments that have come out in the like reunion episodes are that everyone else lives their lives on these shows and introduces their partners and doesn't hide anything back. But for some reason she gets to be an exception on this show and not have this gentleman named enter into anything and that just adds fuel to the fire of, why are you lying to us? We know you're lying to us. Yeah. So what, I mean, did it ever come out? Like, did she think, did he lie and say that he was separated? Was she, did she fully know that he was married? Like, because here's the thing, not knowing anything about them, mm-hmm. I'm watching the episode and I'm going, yeah, Lala, don't let them mess you around. Like, I'm sure that your boyfriend is single. And then I FaceTimed my friend after and I was like, whatever happened with Lala? And she was like, no, yeah, that guy was married. I was like, what? Lala lied. What I gathered was a lot of lies by omission and that she didn't ask any more questions. 
Oh, okay. So she definitely knew. I mean, oh, absolutely. Home, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's 100%. But how you have to have a little, and here's the thing. I really, I liked Lala in this episode, mainly because she was so pretty. So I was like, I'll be <laughs> on her side. But to to blatantly say on a show, sitting down in front of the camera, my boyfriend is not married, when you don't know for sure, you've got to be missing some screws loose. I mean, what do you think? Yep. Nobody's going to see that footage? Like, I can't comprehend how someone could do that. And it, it's hard for me to understand that because they all have been on these shows multiple seasons and have to face the same scrutiny after every edit because something like this always happens. It may not be them lying or cheating or something like that, but a story doesn't line up. Yeah. And so to see it happening again, and this is like, this is pretty major. You know, this is this is really big, and especially like the grandiose claims she makes about. Pardon my French, everyone, but giving dome for Range Rovers <laughs> is is just you can't come back from that sometimes. And I mean, that's out there. Maybe this is just because I grew up Irish Catholic, but I'm like, I would be taking that to the grave. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for you to watch more episodes. That's all I'm going to say. I am excited. Well, it's also funny, too, because when there was that other plot line in this episode of these three girls, I called them the three bitches because I didn't know their <laughs> names. But one of them was blonde. One of them was tan. And then the other one was gorgeous and athleisure. Mm-hmm. And um, they're talking about Lala and calling her like, you know, skank nation, like all of this stuff. And I just thought. They all sounded so evil and mean, but now I guess that it's true. Maybe I need to rethink it because they were right. But one of the things that they said was, um, you know, if Lala's dating a married man, how can we trust her to be our friend? And I don't know. For me, the logic didn't line up. I'm like, I have some friends who are shitty at their job. Other ones who I don't know. I don't know are horrible drivers like that doesn't mean that you're going to be a bad friend and it's all of this convoluted logic that people use in reality shows where they're like oh i'm not going to say that i'm telling someone's secret but instead i'm going to say that i just wanted to be my most heart open and share this information with you you know like they use all this therapy language to get around the fact that come on they're just spreading some gossip yep it's really interesting the hoops that a lot of the cast jump through on this show in order to feel like they're doing the right thing or communicating something in the right way it reminds me a lot of like you know you said irish catholic same here in Mm. middle america though and uh prayer circles we're like oh we're really praying for julie this week she's and it's just an excuse to spread gossip because the she's form been of hitting the bottle hard yeah. and you she's know. been just <laughs> struggling with alcohol she was late to work all week and we just want to put her in your hands jesus christ our savior and lord it's a perfect or when that girl i forget her name the one who took a photo of her sleeping in the guy's bed oh yeah that was the last thing i wanted to talk about before blind items for yes. sure and she when she she says that she did it. She goes, the reason I took the selfie of myself in his bed is because I wanted to protect myself in the future. I'm like, I've taken selfies of myself in a guy's bed. And it was because I was creepy and I wanted to show the group chat. It wasn't yeah. for some higher divine purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And also, um, this is about your only episode on the TV show. And so I think we know the 
actual reason why you were taking photos of a person sleeping. Yeah. Very interesting. Does not withstand the test of time in terms of uh, Vanderpump Rules in memoriam. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, like, did did James cheat on Raquel? Probably. Right. Yeah. When he when he started going, that's Photoshop. That's Photoshop. Yeah. I'm like, oh, how many men have said that before yeah. in their lives? You know, yeah. like, come on. But also, could she have gotten I think this was Gigi. No, Gigi was the hostess who was claiming it. But uh, mm. uh, Ellie, if Ellie could Ellie have gotten a better photo? Probably. Oh, but it was his bed, though. You could see the bed. You in could the see the like paper wall too for sure but yeah he's got an out you know what i mean like it's not his face and so with That's all true. these people sharing and hanging and partying and going to other people's places i just feel like if you got a smoking gun get the smoking gun oh you know, just- yeah if i was one of those people i wouldn't take a photo i'd be like we're going live on tiktok and i'm yeah. streaming from your bed so everyone exactly. can see it <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. In a uh, future season, someone cheats on their partner and... Uh, Wait, Spill, can you tell me? Yeah. So, yeah. So, listeners, go back and listen to my episode with Alana Johnston if you want to hear more details. But, Shannon, this is an episode you should just jump to to watch. Yes. Season six, episode six. And... Uh, Jax, the character we don't see much of in this episode, but he's the big bulky guy who's thrilled when James could... The DJ. Yeah. Um, He cheats on his fiance, and the woman who he cheats on her with records their conversation, their post-coital conversation, and he does not say very nice things (gasps) at all. And then that gets played at a party at about 2 a.m. to the entire cast when they are all drunk AF. It is wild. I'm literally going to watch it yeah. tonight. That's so good. I mean, it's awful, but it's <laughs> yes, great. But you know? It's great TV. Like, I feel thoughts and prayers for all involved, but uh, it's great TV. Oh, my God. <gasps> Before we move on, everyone, is there anything else that you have questions on or or brought to mind? There was. So I was looking because I wanted to know a little bit about some of these people nowadays where they are. You know, I went on Reddit to look up some stuff. Some people are now sober. Some people aren't. You mentioned Lala mm-hmm. was engaged to that guy, I think. Or and married, marry? I believe. Okay. Maybe they were just engaged. Regardless, they had a child and were in a living scenario that was close to marriage and i mean this isn't classy to ask but did lala get a bunch of work done because when i looked up recent photos of her i'm like she looks totally different than season five yeah i think most cast members get work done and talk openly about it the ones that do Ah, okay i'll have to dive i know and sheena in this episode mentions how her friends say her smile is creepy after her recent veneers uh, Botox plus veneers, yeah. Like, yes, that was it. She was like, I can't smile because of my Botox. Which, by the yeah. way, look at how my eyebrows don't move. I'm in the same position as her. I was watching. I was like, yep, been there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it is one of those things where at least, you know, I mean, I don't care. Do what you want to do. But I love that people aren't trying to, like, hide it. Lala, 
I feel like leaves a little bit to the imagination because I haven't heard her talk about it as much as like a Stasi or a Sheena yes. or something like that. But she definitely, if I were to guess, I would guess that she's definitely into uh, having bigger, poutier lips for sure. For sure. And, and Stasi is she's the one that had a lot of drama or situations surrounding her, right? Yeah. She uh she was kind of the queen bee for the first half of the show. Okay. And then uh recently got fired from for, the show. From the show along okay. with Kristen Doty and uh and I think Jax got fired or he quit before he could get fired along with his wife. Interesting. Yeah, so- they got married. Huh. Okay. And who out of the show would you say is like the most famous, you know, the cast, everybody likes them the best? Um, I would say two, two, couple part answer. Um, I think Stasi was probably the most famous for a while for, you know, warts and all. Um, okay. I think that Tom Sandoval and Ariana, probably more Ariana are the like fan favorites Yeah. on the like, most surface level you know they kind of keep it together the most ariana more than tom for sure um dive deep enough into reddit and i will totally be contradicted uh, <laughs> but i think peter is the like he's the manager who doesn't get much screen time but has been on every single season is like the level playing field i you know full disclosure i'm buddies with peter so i'm a little bit biased oh, but okay he's the one who probably has the most level head of people because he legitimately legitimately manages the restaurant. So yes, he yes. kind of has to, he can't fly off the handle like most people do on the show. And when the show is filming, could you go into that restaurant at any time and have Jack serve you a drink and, you know, Lala seats you at the table and things like that? Yeah. They don't film every day, but when they do film, there's no like stipulations. I was actually in there about a month ago when they were filming and they just, I was eating my charcuterie board and someone came up and said, will you sign this document? And I said, sure. Oh my God. And like, what's the reputation of the restaurant? Like, is the food good? Are the drinks good? Here's the thing. Most people say it's underwhelming, the food. Like Uh if you look online, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I think it's one of those expectation situations where you're like, this is a restaurant on TV, so it must be high class, high, whatever. It's like, no, I mean, it's pretty damn good, but it's not like elegant dining. It's still yeah. a like West Hollywood club slash restaurant and bar. You know, you're still going to get people walking in. And it stands for <laughs> Sexy Unique Restaurant. Like when I saw that, I was like, here we go. That's like me when I play The Sims and I create my cafe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I just got to say, the episode of yours where you talk about the alleged Will Arnett story that Mm. seems like a scenario from The Sims was one of the funniest things (laughs) I have ever heard. I I encourage everyone to go listen to that episode fluently forward. Yes. Yeah. Anytime a baby is just left somewhere, I'm like, this would happen in The Sims. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then the burglars creeping down the street. Um, Well, I think at this point it would be a great time to transfer into some blind items. Yeah. Yeah. 